On this episode of Bootstrappers, we're going to talk about the eviction moratorium and how to collect rent. That's next. Welcome to Bootstrappers, a unique program designed to help make your business better. From property management to remote workers, Bootstrappers is here to help your business succeed. Bootstrappers is a production of Anaquim LLC. So let's lace up those business boots and join Bootstrappers with Jeremy and Gwen Aspen. Welcome to the Bootstrapper Show. I'm your host, Gwen Aspen, here with my amazing spouse, mm. Jeremy Aspen. Amazing. <laughs> and uh, Bootstrappers is a show where we talk about topics that matter to real estate and property management entrepreneurs. Today, we're going to talk about the eviction moratorium, which is a, just a hot topic for property managers across the country. We're also, also going to talk about our best ways to collect money from tenants. Yeah, and as boring as that might sound, because uh, I'm listening to it, it's not. It actually is very cool. <laughs> yeah. Bootstrappers is powered by Anaquim. Help we uh, help transform and scale your company, make it more profitable. And whether you are using our 24-hour call center or virtual assistant services, we have full-blown back office support. We've got you covered. If you're a fan of the show, please like and subscribe. And also in the bio of our YouTube channel or our Instagram page at Bootstrapper Show, um, you can link to our book giveaway. We will reveal the book that we are giving away on this episode at the end of the show. So, Jeremy, I want to talk to you about let's the eviction it. moratorium. Mm. We're, let's get some of the stats out of the way first. So, who's eligible? First the off? rich. <laughs> Actually, it is true. Uh, rich, poor, it's up to $99,000 per individual or a uh, an income of $198,000 for a household. You have to be able to demonstrate um, that you've sought government help. You have to declare that uh, they can't pay because of COVID. Like and, a COVID hardship. Uh, yeah, so it has to be a COVID hardship or and affirm that you would be likely to become um, homeless without assistance. So, so yeah, so that's, that's what it is. What is required? Um, but how many people really are impacted by COVID and not able to pay? Well, have so it's issues. actually a huge number. Back in 2008, it was uh, the, during the housing bust. It was 7,000 or 7 million people uh, who lost their homes. Right now, I think it's it's 10 million dollar. 10 million Americans or households are behind on their rent. Wow. So it's a big number. Yeah, and uh, so national nationwide. Uh, according to National Coalition of Civil Rights Council, 18.4% uh, of all tenants owe back rent. Yeah. Geez. So that's an important number for people to know so that they can kind of calibrate how they're doing. And yeah, and there's some other reasons for that too, like extending some of it or, or lending. We'll get into some of that stuff in a little bit, yeah. some stuff that we did. So Jeremy, how are landlords responding to the moratorium? Uh, so, well, lawsuits. There are a few lawsuits. Yeah, a few lawsuits, and it looks like they're pretty much split. Three uh, judges have said that uh, it's legal. Three judges have said that it's not. Um, so there's opposition uh, that started when landlords in Texas sued. Uh, this is back in the fall. 
arguing that the uh, Center for Disease Control, or the CDC, uh, had overstepped its bounds in implementing the ban. And apartment owners, they argued uh, in their complaint that they built and maintained apartment buildings with, and this is important. That's actually the suit, the suit in Ohio, actually. Oh, it is? Yeah. The one in Texas was about um, that they built a, or they built a complex, and they were like, they could have reasonably expected that they should receive some benefit from rents from that. Right. So that was the one in Texas. The one in Ohio was the one that was like CDC managing this is like totally out of their Oh, and it kind of feels like statute. it is. Like they they it feels like they stretched a little bit CDC covering rents I, I can't explain that though cuz I did look into it. The reason why this is coming from the CDC because I also thought that was a pretty interesting agency to run this whole thing. But the the thought behind it is that when people get evicted, they move in with another family. So then you get crowding in a particular house. And when people are crowded together, COVID spreads more easily. So somehow I, that turned into the C- CDC running but, the moratorium. But using the same logic or trying to make it something the federal government can do, you could also argue that uh, people that get evicted cross state lines and therefore it's the jurisdiction of the United States government or the Department of Transportation. I mean, I guess there are a million ways you could do that. Okay, so what is the government doing to help people pay rent? So I printing money. <laughs> uh, a lot of it. There's $50 million right now, or $50 billion in emergency aid for renters um, who have fallen behind and uh, racing. The, the government really is just amping it up to try to make sure that uh, that money gets out to the end user. Yeah, and so they're funneling that through hundreds of state, local, and tribal housing agencies. And some of these, we have to be a little bit patient because they don't even have programs created yet to distribute the money. Also, some states and municipalities also have their own programs and subsidies for renters who've fallen behind. Um, and about only half of the states have created programs to manage the federal funds. So that's important for people to know. And well, and not to mention there was a $1.9 billion or trillion dollar stimulus effort before and tenants did get rents and people, they did use that money to pay some of the rent. Okay, so there's money there. There's it's, money there. It's there's basically what we're saying is that there's money. So if you're having trouble collecting rents, the job of the landlord is to figure out where to access the money. But there's money there, and so we should be able to pay for rents this time. Yeah, there. I mean, and we. I think we should probably actually talk about some of the specifics, especially like how we did it here in Nebraska, the Wistar Group. Yeah, why don't you talk about how you've been managing this? Well, so at the very beginning, it was, you know, everyone was really freaked out when Trump came out with that initial moratorium. We didn't know what to do. States had been doing it, and then the federal government got involved in it. So what we did is we really just kind of looked at it as working with the tenants. We went out of our way to work with the tenants, because there's one thing that we all knew for sure when this thing, this pandemic came out, and it was that we were going to pay. Like there was going to be a cost borne by everybody, whether it was psychologically or financially. I mean, you just knew that it wasn't going to be your best year ever. It wasn't going to be our best year. <laughs> and it turns out it wasn't um, for most people. But the, the importantly, that they didn't, that the money, was it trying to get to the money? You were just saying that we weren't going to get rich in 2020. Oh, so the so what, we took a different approach. We went and talked to our clients, our owners, 
and asked them to participate in a program where we actually gave money. Uh, well, gift the cards. owners gave gift cards to tenants up to $150, I think, if they paid the rent on time. And that's a good incentive because one, it's painted on time, which was our main objective. And two, it was the landlord and community and the property owners that really just, they forfeited a percent of the rents to help families out that were living in their homes to be able to pay for groceries. Now, and and then of course we talked to the news about it. So we got some we got earned some, media, which is yeah. in the the show note links. Okay, so yeah. you can see Jeremy's story. But and that was just one of the stories that came out about it. But our industry, just as a whole, really needs to get a better image. Okay, so I, I'm it, always disappointed in the landlord community to some extent because we're the quintessential small business. All right. But we somehow get lumped in with corporate greed. I don't know how it happens, but like landlords are should be lumped in with your local favorite restaurant. You know what I mean? That would seem and to make sense on its face. Um, the so, problem is that there's always been that long history of landlords in the past having taken advantage of some of their tenants, and and it's well, it, we can stop that though with. Well, and with that's right. Like the, with things like, hey, let's give you gift cards if you pay your rent on time. We're going to share in the burden well, and of the pandemic. We're here for each other. If we just do more things like that, it really will improve the image of well, the industry. And most importantly, I think it, when I went out and asked any of our, our clients if they were willing to give money to their tenants, they almost all said yes. I mean, it really is a good group of great people that are willing to help out whenever they have a chance. And this was just an opportunity for them to help out. And they yeah, took they are. Of it. We are a good community. We do care about our neighborhoods, about our neighbors. Um, we just need to do a better job showing it. We need to do a better job of telling the assholes when they speak up loudly to shut up. <laughs> because they, they do it under the guise of like, hey, Liberty and all that stuff. Like, hey, shut up. That's just not. It's not the model that's going to work when you're talking through the press to people. Okay, so back to just making things work. So Wistar took the approach that they're going to make things work. There are other landlords who are just not taking the government money because they're worried about any strings attached. Yeah, there are other people who are um, just not renewing leases, but I'm thinking that those court cases could go either way. And I think if your objective is to make money, getting sued over that and whether it, it it will work in a pandemic or not, I would rather just spend the energy to partner with the nonprofits, find out who the nonprofits are that have access to this money in your local area and work with them to get the rent. Their paid. job is to give you the money and yes. they do do it. And uh, I don't know if this is the right time to get into it, but so in Nebraska and around in several other states, the the money is going through to, uh, non-profits, the not-for-profits. And so having the relationship with the not-for-profit, uh, it helps in a couple of ways. And one of those ways is that you have a relationship and they automatically, if you're a larger property management company and they know who you are, your reputation matters. And so when you, they have a couple of experiences with you that have gone well, though it starts to grease the wheels a little bit and the money starts coming in. We got in the last, I think yesterday we got a twelve thousand dollar check. Really? Yeah, I mean it's from just, one of those nonprofits. From one of the nonprofits, because they're literally there to help make sure that the rents get paid. Our delinquency, I think, 
is about 3%. And that's awesome, given that the national average is 18.4. There's a couple of things that skew it. uh, but it is legitimately three. We we have three percent of our rents that are delinquent at this moment. Now we also did some other things like um, if you could demonstrate that you were being affected by this, we wanted to help out. We voluntarily gave them one month of not paying the rent and divided it by six and added it onto future um, rents, future months, and that works. It worked for some people. Some people just passed on it. Other people, it was really helpful because they were just starting a job. Um, I get that. And the moral of that story is just be cool with people. Like work with them. Just yeah. work with them because we all have one thing in common. We want tenants in our house. The tenants yes. want to stay in the house. I mean, that's a pretty important thing to connect on. Everybody wants to stay there. And if, if there's a mechanism to get people to pay. Because nobody wants to go move home with their mom. Nobody wants to go move home with their mom where there's more COVID, apparently. No, but I, I mean, I think that when we are trying to work with people, we have to assume that people want to pay rent because they want to stay in their home. And we really have to work on our undergirding assumptions and where we're coming from. Another piece that I just want to bring up that there's a lot, politics is dividing our country a lot. This whole thing though, the eviction moratorium and the way that it was designed, it was designed by the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. It's being followed up and extended by the Biden administration. And as we're all kind of doing some soul searching, figuring out how we're gonna proceed, just keep in mind it's been a bipartisan uh, eviction moratorium. There's no one to blame. Both parties, or I guess you could, if you're upset, you can blame both, (laughs) but don't get, it's helpful to not make this into a political thing because both parties participated in this. Now what we have to do is calm ourselves down, find the money in a nonprofit so that our our owners get paid. So I do want to go back to the Nebraska thing. So um, right now with the moratorium, landlords, not landlords, property management companies, landlords, building owners can all access the money on behalf of their tenant if they have their tenant signature, correct? Yeah, so, and I, and I know this is true here because we do it, and I'm, I know it's happened in other places, but so there's uh, something like $50 billion that are set aside to pay um, the tenant's rent. So normally the mechanism you would use to go through that would be through the tenant, right? They they, they would, have to fill out the form. They would have to ask for the money now through the, that form. There's like a form yeah, they have gosh, to sign out. No mock yeah. or something. Anyway, there's a website and you fill out a form. And so on that form, you can also select who the property management company is. So if you've kind of registered with them or you're you're recognized, you have a profile. They select that, and then what's nice is because even if it takes a little bit of time for you to get the money. If things have changed, as things tend to happen over time, you at the very the property management company that participates in this can also make changes in real time, ask for more mm. money, and get it sooner. It really because you're is. like on the case. Because yeah, because it starts. There's a process for determining that this person can or can't get it. They decide they can't get it. A month has gone by, let's say, and now circumstances have changed. You're not just chasing two month ago rent. Now you're trying to get caught up with the current rents, and it just makes it. And you up. can kind of work on the tenant's behalf. You can't. Yeah. Now they have to give you written permission to act on their behalf, but it would make no sense not to because you aren't able to claim any more money than what would be available 
through the rents. One other thing, though, to keep in mind is that the owner can also claim to help the, the building yeah. owner. And so they can squeeze you out of the deal. If you're a third-party management company, then if the owner is making the request on the tenant's behalf, the money can go to the owner of the property. And so, of course, that ends up being yeah. problematic for collection collecting your management fee. Okay, so there is money. We can access it. Now, I want to talk about just collections as a whole because we do have to kind of work harder in the system and figure out how we're going to get money. Um, and so one of the best things is just to be nice when you're trying to collect money. We have a bunch of people at Anaquim who are collecting money for several different property management companies. I talked to the manager who manages that program uh, for, our, for our clients and the two best collections experts, I think this is really interesting. What They have completely different approaches. One is an older guy and he has a very like proper, very calm, very professional approach and he collects, collects, collects. I mean, this guy has it going on. Then there's this younger guy who acts like someone you met at a bar and he's like, hey man, how's it going? Hey, just wanna let, just see how you're doing on paying rent, you know, just calling to collect. And he has like this really very colloquial way of talking to people and both kill it at collections despite their different approaches. Few commonalities, they're always nice. They're always empathetic. They take amazing notes, so they notes. follow up and they'll be like, how's Chelsea doing? How's the baby? You Keep know? notes. And then they reference the story when they call back to confirm. They never hang up without some commitment to pay something. Right, that's a big deal. And so with those parts involved in the process, they win day in and day out in collections. And uh, nowadays, if you're, uh, if you, we're going to be trying to do more collecting than ever before. It's more of an effort. We've never put more effort, and this is the property management hat I'm wearing. We've never put more effort into working with tenants. And the consequence, well, the consequence is that we have collected everything but three percent of our money. And and those three things that you're talking about, just it is. Don't just be cool. Be yeah. cool because everybody's going through a rougher time right now, including the people that are making the calls. Yeah. So everybody has that in common, and it, you can't go into it with a bunch of righteousness. Like you signed a contract that said you'd pay the rent. Everybody knows that. What you need to do is work with them, find out really what they can do, and then you use any of the resources at your disposal to uh, to find money even sometimes on behalf of the of the tenant. The other thing I want to mention is even with our extensive collection uh, extensive collection efforts, thank you, at Wistar, um, we have the best reviews. We're just getting like five-star reviews left and right. Boy, we are. I think it's just because we're we nice are. about it. Yeah. And, and when we collect money, we're on their side. We always are like, hey, we're on your side. We want you to stay in your house. We're working with you. And it's not, it's not forced. It's not a, we're not, it's not a trick. It's just an attitude. It's just an attitude. Of caring. Yeah. And then sometimes you'll get somebody that's I'm a jerk, I'm sure. Still got to be nice, but then you you know you mark in the notes that this person isn't being cooperative, and then you just try to work with them to work through the organizations that can get you paid. But actually, there are so few 
everybody is going through something right now. So it's just talking to a happy person is always going to be welcome. That's a good segue to our book giveaway. So never split the difference. Negotiate as if your life depends on it, which they always, I love this book. This is like one of my favorite books. It's by Chris Voss. And he always talks about being nice, being cool, seeing things from other people's point of view and how it really helps you negotiate. So that's our book giveaway. So if you like this episode, please leave us a note on either YouTube or you can get the link from our Instagram page at Bootstrapper Show. And with that, that's a wrap. We'll see you next week on Bootstrappers. This has been Bootstrappers, a unique presentation designed to help you better understand how the world turns. Contact Gwen or Jeremy at posts at bootstrappers.club or visit our website, anaquim.net. Be sure to subscribe to our podcasts on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and our YouTube channel. Thank you and join us next time for Bootstrappers.